Welcome to Helping Challenging Children. I am Dr. Pat McGuire, author of Never Assume Getting to Know Children Before Labeling Them. I am also a developmental pediatrician who has worked for over 30 years helping children, adolescents, and families learn how to get along and create the best environment to create happy, healthy, and productive adults. This podcast provides knowledge and support to help parents and professionals survive and thrive with challenging children. Each episode will look at a topic that affects how children develop, learn, and behave. Hi, Dr. Pat McGuire here. I have had over the years many parents and schools uh, voice their concern about aggression in children. Now, it's important to realize that not all aggression is planned or meditated aggression. In fact, let's look at the definitions of aggression and violence. Okay, aggression is a hostile or violent behavior or attitude toward another. Violence is behavior involving physical force intended to hurt, damage, or kill. So violence is a form of aggression, but aggression is uh, more broad-based. And in fact, aggression is a part of our wiring from birth. And you may ask why, how could that be? Well, when you think about it, we are part of the animal kingdom and animals are born with innate aggressive tendencies, but their aggression is twofold. The first is aggression to protect themselves for survival of their species. So if they feel threatened or they feel um, endangered, they will attempt to use violence or some form of aggression to stave that off, to move that away. And that's important to realize uh, since that comes from the more primitive areas of the brain, which we call the limbic system. We have the amygdala, which is in charge of uh, monitoring and gatekeeping all of the emotions that we're feeling. And then we have the prefrontal cortex, which is our logic part, which helps us analyze what we're feeling and come up with plans of uh, interaction that are more thought out and rather than the impulsive aggressive uh, responses that you see in animals. So if that's the case, why are we always um, punishing children for showing aggression? And what's worse is quite often we use aggression to try to stop their aggression. And that tends to just confuse and frustrate them because it it's giving the message that the more aggressive person wins. And so that gives them the thought that they need to work to be more aggressive in order to be the survivor. Now, there actually are two types of aggression. There is the impulsive, the reactive aggression, which is a fight or flight response. And then there is the premeditated aggression, which you'll see with uh, individuals like bullies and thieves, um, th those are people that you know think about it, plan it, and do it for their own 
purpose. And it's not necessarily a survival as a uh, sense of uh, ownership of what someone else has. When we look at aggression, it comes from our three layers that I've talked about before. Looking at temperament, you find that children that are slower to adapt to change, more negative in their impressions, and maybe also um, a little have a, a lower sensory threshold so that they're aware of sensory changes sooner, they have a higher uh, risk of responding with uh, aggression when they feel scared, frustrated, um, or somehow um, at risk. There also is an increased risk of aggression at the biology level uh, that is seen because of issues with communication and understanding of what's happening uh, uh, around them. And the individuals that have a higher risk of that are individuals that have intellectual disabilities, kids with autism, kids with ADHD. And so we have to realize that biology can put a child at risk for starting with the fight or flight aggression rather than uh, using a higher level thought process uh, and communication. And the third layer is the effect of the environment. If a child is in an environment that is always uh, sending signals of threats, of uh, insecurity, of um, neglect, they will have a heightened uh, fight or flight response for themselves, a heightened survival response, which will make them more aggressive. And so if, if I am talking with a family who has a child who's you know, two and is biting a lot and hitting a lot and scratching a lot, I ask a lot more questions about what is their style of response to this child? How often do they do activities that are more nurturing, such as singing songs together, reading books together, um, playing, you know, peekaboo and hide and seek and things that engage and create a sense of love and safety. How often is that occurring? Is the child exposed to stress within the, the family unit? Are the parents yelling at each other? Are they fighting a lot? Is there domestic violence? Is there stress because of maternal or paternal depression? Is there drug use? that's affecting their ability to engage and provide a sense of safety and security for their child. So these three layers are very important in understanding why a child is showing the types and level of aggression that they're showing. But it also is a starting point of saying, okay, how do I help this child? Now, for those who don't understand much about, you know, what is temperament, what is biology, and uh, the effect of the environment, I do have a mini course uh, called Never Assume Knowing Children Before Labeling Them that goes through what these three layers are. And you can um, purchase that course from my website, www.helpingchallengingchildren.online slash store. It's a great foundation mini course for how you begin to think about and reflect on helping children 
reach their highest potential. It does not focus on treatment options because before you can treat, you have to understand what you're dealing with. And I'm going to be developing more courses on how to treat or help children develop skills. But if you don't understand the three layers, it's not going to be as clear to you about why you are going to be asked to make changes, are going to be asked to respond differently than what your limbic system is telling you to do. So next time you see a child who's screaming, scratching, try to engage with them in a, oh, you're upset, what can I do to help you? Rather than stop acting like that, if you're going to cry, I'll give you a reason to cry. And I'm going to whoop your butt if you don't stop whooping, you know, beating on your brother. Now, those are things I've heard. I've heard them in stores. I've heard them in my office. I'm not making those phrases up. They're out there. And maybe you're not saying them, but maybe you know someone who does. Or maybe you're thinking it. You don't say it, but you also don't provide the nurturing so that the child doesn't spend all their time in that limbic system ready to fight or flight. I hope you think about this and, and uh, see if you are helping or hurting those three layers by your reactions. Are you increasing the child's ability to move up in the brain to the frontal lobe to think about, to analyze, and to come up with other plans? Or are you keeping them down there in that limbic system by your very responses? which just create more fear and anxiety and a need to protect themselves. Talk to you next week.